0: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are the one who unveils. You are the one who opens the word. You are the one, oh God, and so I pray, Father, every eye, every eye opens, every ear hears. Every eye of every heart is awakened afresh tonight, even as it has been taking place the entire night, Lord, in worship. Father, what what I'm going to be speaking, you know, is a very familiar passage, but I pray that it will be heard with fresh ears tonight. Got to ask, Holy Spirit, totally dependent on you, totally desperate for you, oh God. You pour into every heart tonight. You do what you want to do for the glory of the king, for the glory of the king, for the glory of the king, for the glory of the king. So yeah, I'm not great at announcing myself. I have two books back there. (laughs) My newest one, actually, I'm going to be speaking tonight from my book. Um, This is going to be, this is one of the chapters in the book. My second book, the book that just came out is called, Can You Hear the Sound? And what I'm going to be speaking tonight came from an encounter when I was in the word with the one who is the word that brought me into the passage and it became alive with the sounds and the movement in the realms of heaven as it is on earth through this passage. And so that's what I'm, um, Lord, I just pray and encounter every person in this room tonight. That they encounter you, God. Lord, that, that uh, you would be seen in fresh new ways, oh God, and that we would see ourselves in fresh new ways. So the, sound, the, the message I'm bringing tonight is can you hear the sound of forgiveness? You see, forgiveness is not just a word. And so let's just put aside what you think forgiveness is, okay, right now. So God can impart a fresh revelation of that, okay? I should say, let him build upon it. And I'm going to be referring to, um, uh, well, let me just give the passage here first. Psalm 62, 11 through 12. This is from the Passion Translation. And God, He said, God said to me once and for all, all the strength and power you need flows from Me. And again, I heard clearly said, all the love you need is found in Me. And He said, the greater your passion for more, the greater the reward I will give you. That is quite a promise. That is quite a word. And I, and as I was waiting with that on the with the Lord, I believe that He said that the Lord is calling out. To his people in this hour and he's asking us to shift the atmospheres with the love of god you see shifting the atmospheres is not just with music But we shift the atmospheres everywhere we go as we become carriers of the love of God. And I believe that he spoke to me that there is divine access being given in this hour to the lovers of God. And there is access being given to the realms and the realms of kingdoms, heavenly kingdom authority and power to those who are willing to be ambassadors who will carry and release the sound that the earth is waiting for. And that is the sound of forgiveness that he wants to deposit in every single person. DNA, heart, soul, and spirit tonight. There is a deposit tonight if you're hungry and you're willing. And it's not from me, it's from him. Because God is after, however, every place of unforgiveness in our lives. Every wound, every hidden place, every place that we have said we can never forgive, it's impossible. Or those individuals do not deserve to be forgiven. You see, that takes a supernatural act. It's It's a supernatural act of God in our hearts in places where it has been so deep. It is so impossible to forgive. Or well, we're forgiven with our words, but we have not forgiven from our hearts. And there's a big difference, and we're going we're gonna to look into that. Bob Jones um, taught, you know, Bob Jones the prophet, that our DNA is love. And that is something that I would challenge you or, you know, really to really meditate on. Our DNA is the DNA of the Father. When we got born again, we became part of that race that had never been before. And so my DNA is not really my spirit, my, my earthly father's anymore. My DNA is our heavenly father, and so is yours. And so that means our DNA. Every bit of everything we are is love. And the deeper we are immersed in that revelation, the more it pours forth from us. And so that's, um, that's what I wanted to begin with. But we're, we're going to be unfolding tonight. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. So... Um, it reads a little bit differently, but bear with me as I get to it. I should have marked it, but I didn't. So I'm just going to be unfolding that. Is that okay? Yes. We're just going to walk through a little bit of Acts 8. So let me read the verses just 1 through 3 right now. Um, now Saul agreed to be an accomplice to Stephen's stoning and participated in his execution And from that day on, a great persecution of the church in Jerusalem began. All the believers scattered into the countryside of Judea and among the Samaritans except the apostles who remained behind in Jerusalem. God-fearing men gave Stephen a proper burial and mourned greatly over his death. Then Saul mercilessly persecuted the church of God, going from house to house into the homes of believers to arrest both men and women and drag them off to prison. Now, what I want you to do right now is I want you to think about this. I want you to encounter this. Think of all the fathers and the mothers and the children. Think of all the cries in the night when they would come in the night and they would show up at their door. Think and hear the sounds that they would not be seeing their loved ones again, that they would be arrested and taken away. Possibly martyred, some would be martyred, some wouldn't, some would just be bailed. Think of the cries in the night as the husbands were dragged away, as the children were dragged away, as the mothers were dragged away, separated, never possibly to come back together again, what was taking place in that hour. And yet, here we are, we're going to, I'm going to go back and forth because that's what I sort of do. They would be challenged, as we read, to forgive this very man from their hearts, not lep service, but from their hearts. They would have to embrace this man as brother, then they would have to embrace him as leader, then they would have to embrace him as an apostle, chief of the apostles. This would be the equivalent of um, an ISIS person coming in and taking everybody in this room, coming to your door, taking them away, murdering everybody, putting them on crosses, and then they would become your brother, a leader, and your apostle. That's what it would look like today. It was a terrorism that was going through the body of Christ. And so you get that, okay? We're camped there. So let's move on. So then it says that although the believers were scattered by persecution, they preached the wonderful news of the word of God wherever they went. Philip traveled to a Samaritan city and preached to them the wonderful news of the anointed one. The crowds were eager to receive Philip's message and they were persuaded by the many miracles and wonders he performed. Many demon-possessed people were set free and delivered as evil spirits came out with loud screams and shrieks. And many who were lame and paralyzed were also healed. This resulted in uncontainable joy filling the city. So they were scattered by persecution. When this hit the city, That was brought persecution it caused them to be scattered but what ended was uncontainable joy it was uncontainable joy that hit this city and they did not go from city to city saying oh you you just can't believe what happened to us oh woe is me they did not walk with the spirit of um self-pity or gloom but they revealed the wonderful news of who the anointed one their focus was on the anointed one, even in the midst of the persecution, even in the midst of loss, even in the midst of what they went through. They would not be stopped. They could not be silenced, and we're going to understand why that was. Now I want to go back a little bit more. Now I want to go back and look at Stephen. So we were forward in, um, with, with um, Saul, but now we're going back to Stephen. So it says in Acts 7.54, when they heard these things, They were overtaken with violent rage. And what what we have here is Stephen is before the Supreme Council. And he's going through the whole history. He's telling them about their fathers and their forefathers, and he's telling them about Jesus. He's telling them the whole thing. And so he's standing before them, and it says, When they heard these things, they were overtaken with violent rage, filling their souls, and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, overtaken with great faith, was full of the Holy Spirit. He fixed his gaze into the heavenly realm and saw the glory and splendor of God in Jesus, who stood up at the right hand of God. Look, Stephen said, I can see the heavens opening and the son of man standing at the right hand of God to welcome me home. What I want you to hear there is I want you to hear the sound of love. I want you to hear the sound of forgiveness. Father, would you cause it to open our eyes and our ears afresh? Because you see, Stephen was overtaken, he was overtaken with great faith. He was overtaken with great faith. He had been filled with the Holy Spirit. And by the Spirit, he spoke with great courage. By the Spirit, he spoke with great conviction, but he had a gaze. You say his gaze was fixed. His gaze was fixed into the heavenly realm. He was not looking at the faces of men when he was speaking to the Supreme Council. He didn't care the anger, the hatred, what was breathing and brewing amidst them. His gaze was fixed as he was speaking to them. He was here, and yet he was there at the same time. He was speaking from the realm of where we are all seated. We are seated in the heavenly realms. You see, that's where we are to live our life from. He heard and he saw what the Father and the Son and the Spirit were saying. He heard the angels' songs. He heard the angels' sounds. In the moments that he was speaking before the Supreme Council, he was here and he was there. And the throne and the authority of God was swirling around him with the songs of the angels. And he was in that realm while he was on Earth. And therefore, there was no fear of man. There was no fear for his life. There was no imit- intimidation. Nothing could stop him, limit him, hold him back. And he was showing us the reality of this is what it looks like from being seated and seeing into the realm of I am. You see, the realm of I am, the one who is and was and ever will be, that's where he was seeing, the realm of I am. And he was living within and in the realm of supernatural love because the atmosphere of heaven is love. So there he is captivated here and there in this realm of supernatural love. And this is what he's speaking from and what can stop the love in the realm of God? Absolutely nothing. He saw the glory and the splendor of the Father. He drawed Jesus stand up at the right hand of God because Jesus was standing up for one who was fully his. Fully his. There was nothing, nothing in Stephen's life that was held back. Uh, when the, the enemy would come it was there was no room in the inn. There is nothing here. Everything of him had been consumed and taken over by the love of God. He was not an apostle. He was not a prophet. He was a servant who had been called as one of the men, a godly man who would serve and wait on the tables and the people so the apostles could have more time with God. There was no title before or after his name and there's nothing the matter with the title but it was from the place of a laid down life as a living sacrifice. He looked like him. He sounded like him. This is what a son of God looks like on earth. This is what it looks like. All of heaven, however, let's look at what's taking place. All of heaven is watching. All of heaven is waiting. What would Stephen's final actions in the moments ahead be? Because heaven knew it was coming. Stephen sensed, I think he knew it was coming too, but it was this great drama. So can you hear the sounds of what's taking place in heaven? I wonder, was heaven silenced in those moments as the great cloud of witnesses watched this drama on earth? I wonder what it sounds like in heaven, do you? When the one who is the king of glory stands. What does it sound like when he's seated on his throne? and he stands, the one who just goes, and there's a new planet, and there's a new star. He just goes, and there's a new galaxy. What about when he stands? Oh, power, all glory, all honor. Oh, come on, can you hear the sounds in heaven when he stands? My gosh, does everything and everyone bow? Does the song of heaven escalate? Holy, 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 holy! Do the archangels change their stance? What takes place? Hear the sound of the one who is captivated and captured by the one he loves and lives for and is willing to lay down his life for. Stephen says, look, look, this is not some little wimpy, look, look, it's a shout, look, see what I'm seeing, because his gaze is fixed, he doesn't care about the Supreme Council, he's talking, his gaze is fixed, look, look, look what I'm seeing, will you look, He's trying to unveil their eyes. He's trying to lift the veil from their hearts so they will have the opportunity to see the Messiah, the one that they have been waiting for. Look, look, gaze, 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 because what he is doing is he's an announcer of what he is seeing. The reality of the kingdom of God is more real than what is here. And they're the same for you and me. That should become more real than anything here. God is after that. We are so captivated that we're saying to the world everywhere we go, everything about us, look, 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 look. I can see, he says, look, I can see the heavens opening. Jesus stood, he opens the heavens. What he is Jacob's ladder. He is the stairway. He is the access. We access it through him. It's not some religious thing. He's the access to the Father. He's the access to the throne. And he stands, as I said, he stands in his gaze. His gaze is fixed on Stephen. So Stephen's gaze is fixed on the, on the throne and Jesus' gaze is fixed on Stephen. This is pretty amazing. This is pretty amazing. This is stunning. Come on. When the king of glory is gazing at you, when his gaze is fixed on you, what does it matter what men think? No matter who they are. Their eyes, their eyes are locked. They're locked like this, Victoria, in holy love. Locked. Locked. Nothing. Nothing, nothing can come between that. Nothing can capture. It. He's so lucky. There is nothing on Earth that will take his gaze away. Nothing. He's given it all up. He doesn't care. Nothing matters. He's got the gaze of the one he loves, and this is not the honor of man and man's kingdoms on earth, and that is a wonderful thing we ought to honor. And thank you, Miles, and and Lisa, and Victoria, and just for your honor tonight, I so appreciate that. That this is Jesus Himself, the one who hung on the cross. He's looking into the very eyes. And he's looking into the eyes of Stephen, and he's saying, Stephen, in the spirit, I know what it is to hang on the cross and be there alone. I know what it is. And you're not alone. I'm with you. Because my promise to my people was, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you, and fixed. And it's the same for everything we are going through, everything we're going through. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Don't look at your circumstances. Look, Fix fix your gaze, fix your gaze, fix your gaze, fix your gaze, fix your gaze for the eternal reality and pull it down into your earthly circumstance. The atmosphere of heaven is divine healing. It's divine health. There are a people, I am contending for that myself, there are a people who will walk fully in divine health and there will be no sickness in our bodies. Jesus hung on the cross for that. There is a people that are arising who will know that reality. Who will contend for it? Who will contend for that reality on earth? Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Look, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God to welcome me home. He's not just standing. If that's not enough, read your word. Go ahead, read your word and see how many times Jesus stood. That'll blow your mind. How amazing this passage is. To do what? To welcome me home. What did this sound like? What did this look like? What it was when Jesus stood and is giving Stephen the understand, I'm taking you home. I'm standing because you're coming home. You're not alone. I'm going to walk through with this. What did it look like? What he was, what he was displaying is this is what holy covenantal love looks like. This is what it looks like. This is what I want it to look like in my people. I believe that Jesus showed me his eyes were flashing. They were flashing with a fiery, jealous love. They were gazing, they were piercing, and they were burning. They were flashing with this jealousy love. And there was the beat of the Father's heart that was taking place. There was the sound of this beat of God, this rhythm that beats within the heart of Jesus. And as it was beating in the heart of Jesus, it was beating in Stephen. And there was this echo as they had the gazes fixed, this love gaze. And it was boom, boom. Boom, boom! 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 They were so connected. The sound of the father's heartbeat reverberating from heaven through Jesus into a son, and he released the sound of the father's heartbeat of love on the earth willing to lay down his life as we'll see, willing, and Jesus knew that, Stephen knew that, he had deposited the Father's heartbeat of eternal love into Stephen's heart. What greater gift can we be given on the earth than the Father would deposit through Jesus into our hearts his very heart of love? The love that said, for I so loved the world. He sent his Son That type of love, my God. He lived and walked. He lived and walked. Stephen lived and walked in the rhythm of the one who's the lion, who's the lamb, who's the lion, who's the lamb, who's the lion, who's the lamb. And this is the hour for the body of Christ to waken up into the place where they know the one who is the lion and the one who is the lamb. Because many, many of us walk in one or the other. We walk in his tenderness, in his compassion, and his mercy. And the others we're we're gonna take everything. Rawr! And what it is, it's knowing, as Rick Joyner taught me, he's my spiritual father, the tenderness and the terribleness of the Lord. And that is when you're a true, mature son or daughter of God, when you know him in both places, when you know the fullness of both of those places. And so that's what Stephen knew. He knew both places. He knew who was standing, the one who had been sacrificed, but he wasn't standing as a lamb. He was standing as the lion of the tribe of Judah with the A servant who carried the power and the wonders of the love of heaven. The wonders of the love of heaven. We're moved and it is amazing. The seven wonders on earth, is it not? The seven wonders. All those amazing places that God created. But come on, how about the wonders of the love of heaven? The one, Lord, I just want to gaze on the wonders of the love of heaven. Would you bring me from place to place, from depth to depth? Would you bring me in through your pierced side, into the very chambers of your heart, and let me travel and journey through the chambers of your heart and experience? Boom, boom. Boom, boom, the wonders of your love. There's the chamber of mercy. There's the chamber of compassion. There's the chamber of grace. There's the chamber of deliverance. And we move through the chambers of his heart and have encounters and have deposits. We we are totally transformed and changed. Are we okay? And he displayed it. He didn't just encounter it. He didn't just have a revelation of it. He carried it and he displayed it on earth. He displayed it on earth. It had been settled so deep within him. It wasn't here. It was his entire core being. It was the core. It was everything. He couldn't be tipped off or tipped over. He wasn't gonna lose his balance anymore. This one said this, this one said that. This one didn't recognize me. This one didn't, all this stuff that people wrestle with. That didn't matter anymore. He had the gaze of the king. What does it matter what a man says when you have the gaze of the king? You just go bless him and you keep going because your confidence in humility. Your confidence in humility, your confidence in humility brings forth the meekness, the nature of Jesus. And so he had been settled so deep that his life was not his own. He had been bought with the price, the most costly of sacrifices that we all know. The lamb who poured out every single drop of his blood and he said, my life will be his reward. My life will be his reward. It won't be a song I sing or something I put on my refrigerator. My life will be the substance of his reward. Everything I am, every bit of my being, all of my love, Jesus, all of my life, Jesus, nothing held back. Not one thing. There's nothing that you can't have. Nothing. I will love as he loves. Why? Because he is alive in me. You see, his heart was not even his own. He had so been transformed and transfigured, transformed and transfigured, because it says if you go back that his face had glowed like an angel, bright with light. Why? Because he had been transfigured in the chambers of Jesus' heart. What we're looking for and what we want to walk in comes from within the very heart, the substance of Jesus. No man can give that to you. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost where you gaze. Um, we got a light show here. I will love as he loves, for he's alive in me. And then he says this, and this this is what's going on in the spirit. You see, we have to hear in the spirit. So this is what love in him is screaming. Hell, hear the sound of eternal love pouring through my being. Hell, hear the sound of eternal love pouring through my being. His blood, his love, my DNA. when his blood comes purging into us when we encounter the power of this love this sacrifice it goes shh in every false motivation every hot motive that doesn't line up with him that we can play games with men but heaven sees Stephen didn't hide from the gaze of heaven it's here I am because he had had so many encounters there was nothing to hide nothing to hide Nothing to hide. And what happens is when we encounter this love, it comes in shh, and it comes into our hearts and what it does is it rips off the walls of our hearts' memories. Yesterday's pictures of failure. Yesterday's pictures of rejections. Yesterday's wounds. And it infuses in their place holy sacrificial love from above and within and it puts new paintings, mine, 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 mine. Hear it sound as it surges into my soul and emotions, Stephen, saying, it's filling me even now with his nature. It's filling me with his very love. It's filling me with his patience, with his kindness, with his mercy, with his gentleness. Forgiveness and mercy supernatural, holy life and light and life and light and life and light are washing in him, purging through him. And what happens is it comes and takes our hearts by storm and we lay our lives out in glad surrender. We lay our lives out in glad surrender. And what we become now is love's captive. We become prisoners of love. Gladly. Prisoners of love, I'm yours, where else would I want to be? Captivate me, become, you have the key to my heart. Take everything out, you have the key to my heart, I'm your prisoner. Hear the sound of perfect liberty, perfect love. casts out what? All fear, perfect liberty. He comes in and he takes everything. Perfect liberty, perfect love. No one else may see this moment that you have or encounter with Jesus like this. Stephen is amongst a crowd, yet he is alone at the same time in heaven's spotlight. He's alone in heaven's spotlight. A drama of the ages is at hand. And what will be the final scene? Can you see the drama? Can you feel it building? Can you feel the atmosphere? Can you hear the sounds of what's going on around Stephen? There and here and there and here because it is all the same. So here he is, heaven spotlight, the drama. The cloud of witnesses is watching. The angels are hovering. Heaven is just waiting. Why? Because a lookalike. That looks just like, that one looks just like, wait, he looks just like Jesus. Just like him. Look at his heart. There's no guile. There's nothing. 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 Unoffendable. Unoffendable. Perfect love. Perfect, perfect, perfect. His accusers covered their ears with their hands and screamed at the top of their lungs to drown at his voice. Then they pounced on him and threw him outside the city walls to stone him. His accusers, one by one, placed their outer garments at the feet of a young man named Soloptasus. Oh. They covered, oh, come on. Their ears with their hands and screamed at the top of their lungs to scratch to drown out Stephen. The sound of heaven, they can't bear it. They cannot bear the sound of heaven. They cover their ears, they scream at the top of their lungs, they didn't whisper. This whole Supreme Council, this whole group that was before them were screaming at the top of their lungs. Okay, so I know it was bigger than this room. Let's just say all of you right now were screaming at the top of your lungs. Would you not drown me out? Would you not? In the natural, you would drown me out. Is that not true? There was no way I could be louder than you. But they couldn't drown him out. They could not drown him out. Huh. Because his voice was supernaturally charged like a trumpet that was announcing the truth of another realm. And all of heaven was behind him. He had become the voice of God, the trumpet on earth, the announcer. Look, 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 look. Overtook the whole crowd of the Supreme Council and everyone that was there. They covered the ear, choosing to be deaf, and silence the truth. They tried to shout louder, it says, to drown him help. But who can silence heaven? Who can silence heaven? What can silence heaven when heaven chooses to speak? Look, I can see heaven. and And Stephen was doing what? He was announcing the king of glory. He wasn't saying, look at me. Don't you know what I did? I healed the sick, I raised the dead, I cast out demons, I preached the gospel, I waited on tables, I did it all, signs, wonders, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Look, 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 I don't matter. Look, 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 look. And his voice trumpeted. Oh, here's the best part. He trumpeted Miles, the reality, resurrection reality. Because you see, they didn't they didn't want to believe that he had risen. They still wanted to believe the lie that his body had been stolen and that it was hidden someplace and buried someplace else. No, he's saying, look, the one that I was just telling you about, look, you don't want to believe me. But look, there he is. You don't want to believe me. There he is. waiting to see, they're they're not waiting for the next whatever little thing we want to pass out, they're waiting, look, 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 with the tangible substance reality behind it. He's alive, he conquered death, hell, and the grave, and his victory is in full display. He's standing standing for me, and I am not afraid because my true home welcomes me. What am I to fear? He conquered death, hell, and the grave. I am an eternal being. I am a spirit being in a flesh suit. That's my home. I'm on assignment here. My assignment's coming to an end, but I won't go out wimping. I won't go out complaining. I won't go out with self-pity. I won't go out saying, oh, whatever. I'm going out. Look, look, look. Does the community we live in around us hear this sound in our lives, the sound of holy love, the sound of the decrees of revelation and truth from our encounters with our King. Have you seen the one? Have you seen the one that I love? They couldn't stand it one more minute. They could not silence Stephen. They couldn't drown him out because, as I said, heaven cannot be drowned out. So what do they do? They put their hands over the ears. They screamed at the top of their lungs. They still can't silence him. They can't shut him up. So what do they do? They pounce on him, and they throw him outside the city walls to stone him. So now let's look at that. Hear the sound of anger. Hear the sound of self-righteous religion. Hear the sound of murder, and see their eyes of hatred and despising, vicious, seething. The demons, the demonic realm is seething. Hear the sound of a mile of a mob gone wild with demonic frenzy. Can you hear that? It's this demonic frenzy seething. Men are clamoring over him, pulling him, dragging him this way, that way, probably hitting and spitting on him like they did with Jesus. Remember in the crowds, pull him this way, pull him that way, hit him, spit him. With their shouts, did they say the same thing they said over Jesus? Stone him, kill him. Maybe they screamed, crucify him. We don't know everything that they screamed, but they do know it was this clamoring. It was a, it was quiet. It was a, it was a demonic frenzy. And the angels watched just as they did the day of Jesus' Jesus's crucifixion but they were not released to do one thing. They watched. We know, just as with Jesus, in a moment, Jesus could have said, okay, you, 10,000, over there. We know, all he had to do was go, er, and they'd go. But he didn't, because this man's life, this man's life was to be given in love's surrender, and his life laid down would become a miracle seed in the ground. that will birth the awakening of another man's destiny. But I thought I was going to be the one that was not in his heart. I thought, I'm not going to go there. You see, God sees every place. And he knows our destiny and he knows the years, the days down to the minute of our lives. And we need to know that. We need to know that. So when the enemy comes knocking at our door, we contend with our destiny because he's shown us. And don't you dare let him take you one day short. Yeah. Anyways. sorry, I'm really hot but <laughs> His life was gonna be given in love, surrender, and it would release miracle seeds. It would release sound. That would release transformation. You see, our lives, when we're laid down in love, surrender, they release a sound. They release a sound. A love that's laid down in love, surrender, releases a sound. Man may not hear it, but heaven hears it. Heaven hears it. Oh, hell hears it too. Hell hears it too. And it will send demonic frenzy to your home, to your marriage, to your children, to your finances. It'll come knocking at the door on your workplace. It'll try to seek. It'll try to distract you don't pay attention to it worship get past it decree it cut the thing off step on its head whatever you gotta do but then focus again fix your gaze because love surrender has a sound hell hates it heaven is like we're listening where is the sound of love glad surrender where is the sound of love glad surrender where is the sound love's glad surrender because we are waiting to descend and remain it's not a visitation, it's a habitation. When there is a sound of love surrender and a person, and how about if it's a people? How about if it's a house, such as this house, that it's a sound of love surrender? That he comes and it's not a visitation, but it becomes a habitation and he never leaves and he never leaves and he never leaves. And everyone that comes in the door comes in and goes, holy. And everyone that comes in the Lord goes, holy, holy, holy. And people come in and they're automatically healed. They're automatically delivered because this has become a habitation with the sound of love's glad surrender. Stephens accuses one by one, it says, place their garments at the feet of Saul of Tarsus. At his feet. I thought it was about that as I was meditating. Here's the one Mary, Bethany, going, preparing, heard what Jesus said. Um, You know, I'm going to be... Uh, going to, the, you know, I'm going to be laying my life down in a few days and everybody else is sort of misses it and she's at the table with Lazarus and everybody else and all the disciples. They're all missing it. She heard it. She goes over and she gets the alabaster box and just breaks and pours and pours and just lavishes and prepares him. She prepares him. She prepares him for the cross. She prepares him for his burial. She prepares him for the tomb because she heard the sound of love's glad, surrender and the one who was her savior. She had said. At his feet again and again and again. Every time he came to her home, she chose the posture of sitting at, feet, sitting at his feet, sitting at his feet, sitting at his feet, and she had understood secrets others didn't. Judas, why this waste? He didn't get it. She got it. Anyways, that's a whole nother sermon, but there's that contradiction. And so the one, um, she's at the feet of the one who would soon have been pierced, you know, pierced for her sins. Thank you, Miles, because I am sweating here. (laughs) But everybody, all my family knows I'm a sweater. I don't know. I sweat like a man. Anyways, (laughs) like a son of God. I sweat like a son of God. There you go. Passion. Well, he's worth sweating for. So here these soon-to-be murderers lay their garments at the leader's feet. Saul. So let's see this. Let's look at this. Are we still okay? Because I know I'm going on here. Okay. So one by one, they purposely chose. Let's think about that. They purposely chose. Yeah, it's like, hey, sign me up. Sign me up crisis. You follow what I'm saying? Sign me up. Here I am. I want to be a terrorist. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to kill this guy. I'm, I'm ready. Give me the stone. Here's my cloak. Cloak, stone. Cloak, stone. Cloak, stone. Cloak, stone. That's what it looked like. Cloak, stone. You get my cloak and you get a stone. There's a lot in that right there, but I'm not going to go there. One by one, they chose in full view for everybody to see. This wasn't like some little secret thing where you went behind. and No, no. Full view. Everybody's going to know. I'm going to be one of the ones who's going to kill this guy. We're taking him out because we are really excited about this. Can you hear the sounds of hell in those moments? celebrating what they think this demonic little murderous mob this frenzy will soon be into hell's chambers another soul you see they're standing there waiting oh yeah this one's ours oh yeah this one's ours oh yeah this one's ours they're not seeing the one who's standing they're just seeing stephen in this murderous mob they don't know that the king of glory is standing just like are you kidding me are you kidding me i don't think so this one's mine so they're convinced So there's this spiritual atmosphere. Two kingdoms are colliding, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. There is a great war going on here. They both have sounds. One will overtake the other. And the truth of it is is that our actions, our responses, our decrees help decide which kingdom sound overtakes, defeats, conquers. The situations in our lives every single day. The sound of which kingdom are we releasing? One will overtake the other, and we make the choice. We make the choice. I will tell you one thing I heard tonight in worship. I I was not released to um, come up and say it, but I kept hearing I kept hearing the Lord's desire. I kept hearing him say, Who do they say I am? Who do they say I am? I'm waiting for the decree of my people. Who do they say I am? Look, 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 the resurrection king. Who do they say I am? Who do they say I am? Who do they say I am? Do you still see him on the cross or is he seated on his throne in all of his glory? Where do you see him? Where are you gazing? Oh, we have to gaze on the cross, too. Do you follow what I'm saying? There's a place for the cross, but the book of Revelation, (laughs) that's the king. This is the victorious king. So they hurled stone after stone after stone. They have the stones now. They've dragged them out. And there they are, the cloaks at Saul's feet. There's Saul, all happy Oh wonderful, this terrorist. He's a terrorist, that's what he was. He's a terrorist with all these men's cloaks. They all got their stones, and now there's Stephen. Can you hear the sound of these moments? Can you hear, these were men. Can you hear the grunts of these men as they hurl stone after stone? This wasn't standing by the seashore like I do in Gloucester with the little skipping stone and skip the little pebble. Oh, that went three times, that went 12 times, that went two. That went kaplunk. No, this was not that. This was stones that they were hurling with all of their might. This was murder. This was hell's release on earth. It was violent. It was without mercy. It was one man after the next, and they were going, ah, 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 ah. It was violent. It was seething. It was demonic. It was with all of their might. Stone after stone, man after man, stone after stone after stone, heaven watched as stone after stone landed upon what they call, thought was their victim. But Stephen was no man's victim. He was still a prisoner of love. He was a prisoner of love. And what happened? The Lord showed me. Each stone became his altar. Each stone became an altar of worship. I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to know you, Lord, and the power of your resurrection, the fellowship of your sufferings. Galatians 2.20 and Philippians 3.10 had become tangible reality substance. The word had become his DNA. He truly was a living sacrifice. And when the stones hit him, He was not a victim. He was a prisoner of love. It was the sounds of the eternal in full display. Hear the sound of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit through Stephen. Stephen released eternal forgiveness. He released the sound of the blood of Jesus. He released the sound of mercy, and he released the sound of the lion, who's the lamb, who's the lion. And it was not a whisper, it was a trumpet shout that they could not stop. As the stones impacted his earthly body, his spirit man began to cry out through his parched lips, Ah, Lord Jesus, accept my spirit into your presence. Ah, Lord Jesus, Accept my spirit into your presence. This is his response as the stones are hitting him. Can you hear and see the mob is even angrier now? They cannot believe that they cannot silence him. This is insanity. How many stones will it take to kill him? How many stones will it take to silence him? They can't silence him. They can't stop him. Jesus is standing. Stephen is standing eye to eye, face to face. Boom, 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 boom. heart to heart. Heaven and earth are truly kissing in holy adoration in these moments. This is when heaven and earth are kissing. Heaven's ruling army, the one who is the ruling king of the army angels. Picture this. He is the ruling king of the army of angels. And he's standing in his full array. His full array. And the one who looks and sounds like him, who echoes the very voice and cry of the one he loves, is looking straight into his eyes. Full array. The one who could have just went shh, here, there. He's looking. He has not looked away, not for a second, not for one second, not for one second. The amazing part. Stephen has been standing this entire time. He has been standing this entire time. How is that possible? Because his gaze is fixed. It was supernatural. The reality of heaven was on earth. Heaven was kissing earth. They could not take him out until heaven gave permission. Who could stand with a mob throwing stone after stone after stone? Who could stand and still be decreeing? Who could do that? It's impossible. So finally, it says, he crumples to his knees. The stones are now, only by heaven's permission, destroying his earthly home. It begins to give way now under the crush in the blow of the endless barrage of ah! But the sound, oh my gosh, the sound of holy surrender overtakes the sound of murder and hatred. The sound of holy surrender and holy love overtakes the sound of murder and hatred. I believe what the Lord showed me as each stone hit this earthly temple, a sound and a song began to arise within his heart of worship and adoration, that he was called worthy to be his own. And I wonder, I wonder, because I believe that the Lord showed me this is what took place. As each stone hit his body, he showed me it became an altar. And each stone, it was holy, holy, worthy, holy, worthy glory and honor still announcing to the very last breath. He was the trumpet that was announcing the reality of the resurrection king of glory. Worthy are you, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and dominion. And then he says he shouted in a loud voice, this is supernatural. Come on. He's dying. He's being stoned. And it says he shouts in this same loud voice that they could not Silence as he's fallen to his knees. And he shouts in a trumpet voice. Our Lord, don't hold this sin against them. Our Lord, don't hold this sin against them. The sound of the eternal has overtaken the sound of hell. The sound of heaven, the sound of eternal love has overtaken the sound of hell and cancelled it. Hear the sound of forgiveness now because what has just been released is now echoing through time and space. Our Lord don't hold this sinner against them. And it meets in the realm of eternity the echo of Jesus' cry on the cross that nothing has been able to stop or silence for 2,000 years, Father, Come on, you want to talk about explosions, you want to talk about fireworks, you want to talk about power, the power of the very purpose Jesus came, now collided like two great symbols in the sky. These words meet with the holy kiss in the spirit and release an atmosphere of dunamis explosive light and light swallows up darkness. Love swallows up hatred and murder. Angels a skirt. Heaven. Stephen home to heaven as he dies and now lives forevermore. The heaven is is welcoming. The angels are waiting. The cloud of witness, the audience of those who have gone before him, await with the holy embrace. And surely as Bob Jones had had that encounter in heaven, the question of all questions, did you learn to love? Oh, come on. (laughs) Stephen had become love. He didn't just learn to love. His DNA was love. He was love. The sound of love's glad surrender. Are we okay? Just a few more minutes here. Hell thought it had won. Saul thought he had won false sound of a false victory, (laughs) sound of deception and darkness and eternal damnation, but the sound of forgiveness echoes through time and space. And it comes to us in moments when we need it, when we need to choose to love, when we need to choose to release mercy, when we need to choose to release forgiveness. It comes. It comes. We fix our gaze on him, it comes. We fix our gaze on the circumstances in ourself and our own little whatever. We'll never hear the sound. We'll never release that sound. No. Who oh, heaven in us silence hell's cry around us. Who oh, heaven within us, silence hell's cry around us. Hell's cry is this to us and to those around us, be bitter. How can you forgive? I'll never forgive them. Vengeance. I want vengeance. They deserve to pay. You have no idea. You just don't understand what they did. I want revenge. Our silent seething that eats away the very bones of our being. Hmm. Will the seed of our lives in our response to heaven's cry bring forth Saul's to Paul's? Hmm. The sound of forgiveness, the fruit of forgiveness, you know what it does? The sound of forgiveness releases a sound, but there's fruit from that sound. And the fruit of forgiveness, it releases slaves from hell's captivity. It releases slaves from hell's captivity in a moment. K- broken. Chains demolished. Shackles come off. Torment in mind's end. Like that picture, the shame is ripped out of your heart forever. The memory is that the enemy comes and tries to taunt you where you failed or you disappointed, or you were disappointed, it's, it's gone. You're no longer fighting and trying to battle and trying to battle, it's gone. When there is silence, the kiss of peace, when the kiss of peace kisses our heart, when the kiss of love, when he rips this stuff out of us with this crazy wild love of his, it releases into us the sound of future and hope because hope sound is founded on the sound of forgiveness. For every place of unforgiveness in our lives, we have hopelessness along with it. Because there is no hope. You follow what I'm saying? There's no ho- you're living in this place of unforgiveness. There's no hope of restoration. You're, you're living. It's a choice. It's a choice. Whose slave are you? Are you love slave? Because there's a two different sounds here. Unforgiveness is not the sound of the realm of heaven. Our hope was founded at his cry, father forgive him. Then that was our hope, was it not? That was our hope. There is a world. Well, there's the church. Welcome back to that, but there is a world who is waiting to hear forgiven. Forgiven. Nobody needed to tell me I was a sinner when I got saved. I knew I was. I needed to hear forgiven. <laughs> forgiven. I used to be told in the church I was first saved. I remember once I was pulled aside and I thank God for that place. It was a, radic- it was a wonderful place and, I, and it was just this was just one encounter um, with some people who didn't get it. They didn't get, they didn't know who I was. They'd never met me before. But I got completely changed. I was here, and then I was there. And so I'm in this church, which I loved. I was there for years. And um, I remember I was standing up and just worshiping God like this, worshiping God in the service. And it was a couple weeks later, I was called into a meeting, said, we just want to tell you that, like, who do you think you are? You're just trying to show us all up by standing up and worshiping. Who do you think you are? And I was sort of stunned. I was a brand-new Christian. And I'm like, what, 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 what? What do you mean? Who do I think I am? What? what? I'm worshiping. What do you? And then finally, I said, What are you doing looking at me? Because I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at him. You don't know who I was. You don't know what he saved me from. You don't know what he's done for me. You have no idea who I was, what I've been through, what my life has been, what he set me free from. That's why I'm standing, because he is worthy, because I knew who I was, and I now know who I can be. My high school principal said to me the day he gave me my diploma, he cursed me. He said, Donna, you have never been anything, and you will never be anything. And one of the things that Jesus said to me was, I break that curse. You will be because you're mine. So I stood because now I have value. Now I have worth. I had never been told by either of my parents that they loved me. Never, never, ever had I heard those words. But I heard them from the king of glory. I heard them from the king of love. What was I going to do? I was going to sit? Come on, I'm standing for this king without apology. What are you doing looking at me? Look at him. And it's never changed for me. I don't care. I've never cared. I care what he thinks. Anyways, I didn't mean to get into all that, but perhaps that was for somebody. So let me. It's like that song that for all those who live in the shadow of death. A glorious light is dawned for all those who stumble in the darkness. Behold, your light has come. Emmanuel, our God is with us. And if God is for us, who can stand against us? Our God is with us, Emmanuel. Every time I hear that song and sing it, I I cry. I just cry. It moves me. Because my hope, our hope was founded at the cry of Father, forgive them. So I want to read... Galatians 2.20 from the Passion Translation. My old life was crucified with Christ and no longer lives. For I was fully united with him in his death. And now the essence of this new life is, of this old life is no longer mine. For Christ lives his life through me. My real life is Christ. We live as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. I'm not trying to work up faith. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me so much that he gave himself for me. And he dispenses his life into mine. He dispenses his life into mine. He dispenses his life into mine. Come on. That is like, are you kidding me? Come on. If that's the only passage we had the rest of our lives, that would be enough to rock the world and transform it forever because that's a look-alike of Jesus Christ. That's what he looks like. And he dispenses his life into ours. Don Norrie said, we have become what we have tried to do in the flesh. When we come into this place, we have become what we have tried to do in the flesh in love's glad surrender. So now, as I bring this to a close, and God, you're going to show me what you want to do here because I'm clueless. I didn't come with a plan. He has a plan. What he wants to do, I don't know. He has a plan. No, so now we can become atmosphere changers. With the love of God, we're back to where we began. There is a sound of forgiveness that the world and the church is waiting to hear. The church is waiting to hear. There was only one disciple to be it. That's a disciple of love. The sound of forgiveness. Stevens, forgive them. It sounded just like Jesus, did it not? Who did it sound like? It sounded like Jesus. It sounded like Jesus. You see, when we have that type of encounter, the person that annoys you at work, your first response is, pum, 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 pum. forgive them. I forgive them, release, mercy, 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 mercy. It sounded like Jesus. It sounded like the atmosphere of heaven. I believe that Jesus stands for those whose lives carry and release this sound of forgive them. I believe that the whole creation is groaning for the sounds of the Son of God. But that is what this sounds like. It's a sound of forgiveness. It's the sound of eternal love pouring through. It has become our DNA. It's not a a moment. It's not a moment where we shake or quake. And I love all of that. It is a complete life transforming. The sound of hope, the sound of forgiveness, the sound of Father forgive them is the sound of power. It's the sound of love. It's the sound of the Father's heart. And that's what releases the sound of forgiveness. I want to read something that the Lord gave me about this when I was waiting with him. This, I think, comes from my first book, which is called At His Feet. It's called Breathe Out and Breathe In. Jesus breathed out, exhaled. Forgiveness to his persecutors. The ones who tried him, killed him, abandoned him, denied him. He breathed out love and released a standard for all time. The cross, total forgiveness. The test of true love. Whether you ever hear the words, I'm sorry, he never did, hanging on Calvary. Whether things are ever made right, the side of eternity or not, his love in us breathes out. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Breathe out the poison of bitterness. Breathe in heaven's atmosphere of mercy. Breathe out revenge. Breathe in God's justice against injustice. Breathe out false accusations. Your accusers may not know the truth, but God does. So breathe in his delight. Breathe in his acceptance. Breathe in his truth. Breathe out anger and breathe in peace. I'd like us to do something. Can we make a decree, Miles? And then I want to see what God wants to do. And I printed it out. Again, I printed it out because I don't know what God wants to do tonight. I, do, I did hear him say he wants to hear this. <laughs> this is his word. I don't know who wants to. Is everybody doing okay? I'm not preaching anymore. We're just now going to see what God wants to do. I have more if you need more. I I think I gave out enough, but does everybody have one? Victoria, would you mind playing? Everybody has one? Let's read it together. Let's, Let's read this. And this is a decree over your own life. You've kissed my heart with your forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy and made me a king. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so I can soar again. Like a flying eagle in the sky, you're a God who makes things right. Word